You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Have you thought about writing a book but have heard nightmare stories about finding and dealing with publishers? What is the reality of self-publishing your book? Welcome to the ReachMD Book Club. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, Director of Foothill Psychiatry in Boise, your host, and with me today is Joyce Griffith. Joyce runs her publishing service, where she has been helping authors publish their own books for the past 20 years. Joyce has a master's degree in business administration from Cal State Los Angeles, and she's worked in marketing and public relations for hospitals and other organizations, and in there spent five years in Africa teaching English to secondary students. Her specialty is editing and writing books and newsletters for physicians and other healthcare providers to promote health and healing. Welcome to ReachMD, Joyce. Thank you. It's good to be here. Joyce, uh, you've spent the last 20 years helping doctors get their books into print. Uh, But as doctors, we're very busy. How can we possibly find the time to write a book? I'm sure there, for every book I get, there are at least 100 other doctors who could have written that book, but they were too busy. I only hear from the ones who, in spite of being very busy, did find time to either write or at least spec it out, at least get the groundwork done, at least have the concept clearly in mind. So those are the only ones I hear about. Yeah, well, I always call that the busy excuse, which doesn't fly with me. And actually, the people that I know that have written books are probably the busiest people I know, and they manage to find time to do it. Yeah, isn't that true? One of my authors that I've worked with for nine years is a professor of of urology at a major medical school, and he finds time to produce these detailed urology manuals every couple years. And he's just so dedicated. He not... He not only writes them, he asked me if it would be okay if he learned to format the book. Very complicated tables and charts you wouldn't believe. And I taught him how to use the program that I like the best, and he learned every bit of it. Now he produces the book from scratch, and don't tell me he's not busy. Right. Now, how much of your publishing work comes from physician authors? This year and last year, almost all of my income has come from doctors or health-related it varies from year to year. I don't turn away books because they aren't from physicians, but I do give them a higher priority and enjoy doing them because that's what my main interest is. But I'll take a book from just about anybody. I also do two newsletters for St. Alphonse's Regional Medical Center here in Boise. Counting them and the doctor books that I have done, uh, about 90% of my revenues come from health-related. Do you find that your physician clients sometimes need their their hands held to get them through the process? At first, a few years ago, I had a whole bunch of doctors who didn't speak English naturally. They learned it, and uh, there was a lot of hand-holding there because they they would tend to force the language to say what they wanted it to say and not to relax with the language like you and I can do because it's familiar with us. So I had to hold hands and help them through that process. I haven't had one like that for a while. I don't know if they gave up on me or they've all learned English or what. But yes, that can be a problem. Uh, well, I can certainly tell you from my experience as an author that, that getting the book published is, is difficult, but in the grand scheme of things, it's really the easy part. And the hard part is actually selling the books and marketing them. Um, do you provide that service for your authors? Well, you've got it there. The marketing is the tough part. The author is the best person you can buy. You can spend any amount of money you want to name and you will get a promise. You'll get more promises than you can write on a sheet of paper for ways that they will market your books for you. They don't work. They just don't work. Unless a commercial publisher buys your book, then they have a vested interest in selling it. Otherwise, you won't get publicity from from anybody unless you generate it yourself. Even if a commercial publisher pays you an advance fee and takes this on as their book, 
they still expect you to market your book, and they'll give you a, a speaking schedule. They'll, you have to be out there promoting your book in order for your book to sell. So speaking schedule meaning what? Meaning getting acquainted with all the talk shows, all the clubs that might accept you as a speaker, just being out there. And also you might even do some advertising if you can afford it to let people know that the book is available. You know, I presume when you go do these book tours that you don't get paid for doing that. The the payment is just selling your book. That's right. A lot of times an author, whether it's in medicine or, or law or real estate or any other field, has an agenda. They have something they want to say. And if they're out on the speaker circuit saying that, then having the book with them is just a natural for them. The book will sell automatically because they've been talking on that subject. And that works out very, very well. In fact, I had one real estate expert who did his book. He says, now that I've got a book with my name on it, and it looked like a professional book, it was like a commercial book like you would buy from Barnes & Noble, whatever. He said, now that I have that, he says, people think I know more than I did. He gained credibility just for having that book. So Joyce, if you don't have a commercial publishing house do your book, what's the alternative? The alternative is to publish it yourself, self-publishing. Or as I like to think of it, you become an independent publisher. Independent publisher. That sounds really scary, Joyce. Sounds scary to me, too. In other words, you, you find an entity that sounds like a publishing company, and some people say, don't use your own name in it, or everybody will know it's a self-publishing enterprise. Well, whatever. But you, you choose an entity, and you become a business, and you think of all your decisions from that point on as business decisions. How much can you afford on advertising? How much can you afford on talks and travel? Who are your people that you know will buy the book? How can you best reach them? How can you let people know that this book is available? I'm assuming that most of our listeners have no clue how to do any of that. Is that something that that you can help with? Oh, yes. We give a lot of advice, and all the advice we give is free. We don't charge a fee for our marketing advice. And we usually send, if the author wants it, we offer them a book called A Thousand and One Ways to Market Your Books by John Kramer. We just send it to them because it's just loaded with information about how to market your book. And they can look at that. They can say, yeah, this sounds good, but how do I do it? Then we will give them all the advice that we possibly can. Can you give us, and obviously I know it's different depending on the details of the book, but ballpark figure, not including marketing, just to self-publish a book. About how much does it cost? Well, we like to get people to print at least 1,000 books. They can print 500 for about the same price, and that price runs from about 2000 to $5,000, depending on how many pages in the book, how many illustrations, how much editing it needs, and things like that. But somewhere between two and 5000 Two and $5,000, that's all? For 1,000 books? That sounds so cheap, Joyce. I, I just sent a book off to the printer that cost the author about $2.48 a book. Now, if someone is out there listening to us and, and they have a book ready to roll but doesn't know how to do it, What should they do? They should call me. They should find someone who can help them from the point where they are and and take them on through. And that means they'll have to ask a lot of questions. They'll have to check out that person. They'll have to make sure that they're getting the services that they really need and not services that, that they don't need. A lot of times the person will try to say, well, you really need a web page. Yeah, you do, but you don't have to pay $3,000 for a web page. You can just get a, a, a basic web page, a basic design that works just as well. So you said to check out whoever it is that they contact. How would you go about checking out? You know, again, for most of us, this is a whole new business. I wouldn't even know where to start, what to ask. Some of my authors or prospective authors want to know who can they call and talk to. Well, if they want a doctor to talk to them, I'm very reluctant about taking that doctor's time to help promote my business. 
So I usually say, well, let me get a comment from some of my doctors, and so I will generally do that. But if you do, and it's good to talk to the doctor. It really is. It's good to talk to the person who's worked with me before. It's just I'm a little hesitant about giving them away, you know. I, don't, I want to preserve their time as much as possible. But if you do get that face-to-face or telephone, whatever, contact, ask them, did you have a good experience? Are you satisfied with the results? Would you recommend this person for another book? If you had another book, would you choose this person? Those are pretty good basic questions. So basically, a, like a reference check, which you would do for almost anything. Exactly. Anything specific to the publishing or the book world, again, knowing that many of us are, are pretty naive on this subject, that we're, we're perhaps easy marks for less than scrupulous people out there wanting to make money on our book. Any red flags as far as, you know, what we should stay away from? I've heard horror story after horror story from doctors who told me about spending $25,000 and more for someone to promote their book, and they're crying because they didn't get anything from it. But if they look at the agreement that they signed, there was nothing promised. It would say, perhaps, your book will be listed in a national resource. And, yeah, it'll be listed. It'll be in fine type. It'll be there, but no one will see it. Or they'll say, we will personally arrange for interviews Well, they may send out an email. They may do something. But your chances of getting something, there's no guarantee. There's no... There's no accountability. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I actually had a personal story. A couple of weeks ago, I got an email from a publicist who said, oh, you'd be perfect for this you know, morning national talk show. And it happened to be on a subject that I'm very much an expert in. I thought, great, well, that'd be fun to do you know, the Today Show or something like it. So I had to send all this stuff in. And, and then she said, okay, that'd be $2,500. <laughs> I said, Excuse me? I have to pay you? She said, well, yeah, that's how it works. So uh, needless to say, I I didn't think that was a very good deal. Very, very typical. In fact, that was one of the better ones, probably. They start at $2,500 and go on up. A lot of times you'll see on the promotion, want your book on the Oprah Winfrey show? Call us. We can do it. You know, well, yeah, they can. One out of 2,000 books will make it. But it's just not, uh, don't take promises at face value. Well, it's probably good advice in most all of life, huh, Joyce? Yes, it is. Well, thanks for being on our show today. Thank you very much. We've been discussing self-publishing with Joyce Griffith. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library. Thank you for listening.